welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's July 19th, 2022. I'm Rick Morton, and this is the Defender Podcast. Well, welcome again. Thanks for joining us here on the Defender Podcast in this mid-July this is a celebration week in our house. We have three birthdays and a and our wedding anniversary all in an eight-day stretch through this part of July. And so uh, right here in the middle of the dog days of summer, we're doing a lot of celebrating and as a family. And today's a reason for celebration here on the Defender Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to have... Um, a, a really special treat. We are going to share an interview with you that we did a few weeks back with our dear friends, uh, Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth Chapman, the founders of, of Show Hope, and also Kristen Parks, who is the executive director at Show Hope. Several weeks ago, we had the opportunity to be able to dedicate uh, the Maria Chapman playroom here at um at Lifeline. And so part of our new facility here, we have a play therapy room that has been outfitted and we've done that in, in partnership with Show Hope. And so we're incredibly thankful for them for, uh, for their partnership, for their friendship and, and just incredibly grateful for the ministry of Show Hope, the way that they, um, pour into the lives of adoptive families, both through grants and, and through creating opportunities for families to adopt and helping families with medical grants and things once, uh, once they have adopted and, and they're, and they're walking through the complexity of, of what adoption maybe has brought to them. But then also um, the way that they've continued to pour into the lives of families and churches with hope for the journey and all of the resources that they've produced around uh, TBRI. And, and so just so many things that Show Hope's done over the years in mobilizing college students and all these incredible things. Um, and and all because Mary Beth and, and Stephen Curtis um, have have used their platform um, to to be able to shine a light on uh, adoption in the church, and so we're just super grateful for them. It's always fun to sit down with them and to be able to have a conversation. It was great uh, for Kristen to come in and talk a little bit about the current work of Show Hope and the ways that uh, that they're ministering, and and we just want to share all that with you. But before we get there, we want to remind you about the Run for One. Um, we are we're getting close. So we want you to start getting ready for our annual run for one. That's our annual 5K road race that raises fun to care for vulnerable children, uh, women and families around the globe. You can gather together here in Birmingham with friends on September the 9th, or we you can run wherever you are with our run where you are option. So if you'll check out our show notes or visit run for one, that's run F O R. O-N-E-5K.org, runfor15k.org uh, for registration information. Um, we would love to see you there and uh, and would love to, to see you on social media if you're going to be running out there somewhere as a part of the run uh, where you are option. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing every year to see people all over the world that are joining together to, to run on behalf of the fatherless. 
Um, and so without further ado, we're going to get to the conversation from a few weeks ago that Herbie and I had with Mary Beth and Stephen Curtis Chapman, uh, founders of Show Hope, and Kristen Parks, the executive director for Show Hope. And just to hear a little bit of an update about the ministry of Show Hope and how they're continuing to mobilize the church to care for uh, vulnerable children. So like we said, we are so privileged to have Mary Beth and Stephen Curtis Chapman with us, as well as Kristen Parks, just to have this discussion about Show Hope. And, you know, one of the things and one of the reasons I'm so excited about having this opportunity for people to learn about Show Hope is because for me, this feels like full cycle. Uh, Show Hope was started 20 years ago. I started at Lifeline 20 years ago. And I remember one of my true aims when I first started Lifeline was like, if one of our families can just get a grant from Show Hope, I think I would have made it in my Lifeline career. And so it's it's full circle to have you guys here. Uh, we're fresh off dedicating a room that Show Hope provided for physical therapy named after uh, Maria. And we're grateful for that and just love the partnership that we're able to have. And so many people probably know about Show Hope, but we want to we want you to learn a little bit more about it, how to get engaged with it. And one of the things that I'm so encouraged by is just also so just the continuing vision of where Show Hope is going now, helping families with medical grants and and even thinking about how to help with adoptions around the world, domestic adoptions around the world. And so, you know, Stephen and Mary Beth, I know most people are, are probably somewhat familiar with Show Hope, but can you just tell us a little bit about how the ministry began? <clears throat> Um, yes, thank you yet yeah, to you guys for having us and and again, the dedication of the of the playroom in honor of Maria. Um, in partnership with Show Hope is just it's super super touching. So thank thank you guys. We love being with you. And you just, yes. like look at this like like podcast table. This is awesome. It's legit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> podcast fans out there need to come go check it out. Um, but yeah, I'll 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 give a little bit of the history. Otherwise, you'll take the entire podcast time up See, to, to tell the story. So, um, they have editing capabilities. Know they, they can. Um, but yeah, but. Yes, um, it is interesting that we started our journeys together about 20 years ago. Officially, Show Hope was founded in 2003. Um, it really, truly began in 1987. Most of the people out there know that um, I took a trip with our daughter, Emily, who was 11 at the time, to um, Haiti. I'm sorry. Did you I say 87? 87. 97. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, she's not that old. And we was, weren't yeah, even... Yeah, she wasn't born yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> sorry. No, she was Let born. She was a year old. But, um, yeah. In but. 1997, <laughs> I took a trip to Haiti with, with Emily, who really came back with this enlarged heart of, hey, mom and dad, we have room at our table. And as the story goes, you know, we discounted that because she was 11 years old and what does an 11 year old know and we just said that's a really great idea for you when you grow up one day and little did we know god was planting seeds right right and we began to just really look at each other and go we need to at least let our children know that we're going to take it serious and pray about it and take mm. faith steps and so um fast forward that wound us up in the country of china that's a whole probably book to to describe that story but um in 2000 and in 2003 and again in 2004 adopting our three daughters shohanna stevie joy um and sweet maria but it was really with that first adoption of shohanna that we stood in the hallway it was our first trip to china you know, our eyes are as big around as saucers, you know, just really impacted by the story, the true story of adoption. And um, 
And from there, I just felt like God was just implanting for Stephen and I, hey, how can we, when we get back home, maybe use Stephen's platform, my loud mouth, and begin to really begin to tell our story of adoption. And if that encourages others, because again, 20 some years ago, adoption was a different landscape. It was, you know, it it, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And so um, that really we had a dream of helping maybe a hundred families fund adoptions. It's like, what that would be so cool if you could talk about this in concert and, and we could begin to, you know, formalize and help people with adopt with adoption aid grants, which is where show Hannah's hope. Mm-hmm. That's what it was first called after our first daughter, which probably now all that I know. And, you know, with <laughs> all the counseling we've had probably was not the greatest idea and nobody could spell it. So it changed to show hope, um, which is what we really or called it, it or pronounce it. Um, but, but we called it internally. We like, you know, we really do show hope. Mm-hmm. And so it formalized in 2003 as the work of show hope. And so 20, 20 years later, we have, in my opinion, one of those amazing staffs. One of those people are sitting next to me to my right, Kristen Parks, our executive director, but just an amazing group of people who really want to move the mission, which has, you know, it is, you know, to care for orphans by engaging the church, which is what I love about our partnership with Lifeline, because we're very, very um, centered there. And um and reducing the barriers to adoption. And that's a bunch of barriers, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. um, you know, as the 20 years has gone by, we've kind of began to engage in all of that. But it started out as the cornerstone work with adoption aid grants. So that's kind of the succinct, quick version. I know, Dr. Rick, you and I have talked so long about, you know, this couple and this ministry and just what it means, not just us personally, but to Christendom. And, you know, we're just so thankful for you guys, you know, to use all the cliche songs, literally living your life out loud. But I think the (laughs) deepest treasure and Kristen, I know you know this from working with them every day, is that so many times you see Christian celebrity and but to know the humility and the walk with Christ, even through the tough and the hard, um, you know, in a lot of ways, your family has pastored so many mm. people. And now to see you shepherding so many folks through Show Hope, I, I know even for your family, Dr. Rick, that's been a, a huge blessing. Absolutely. I think, you know, we've been we've been d- impacted directly by the the conferences and the resources and the tools and you know those sorts of things and and so for Denise and me I, I get a little emotional honestly just you know thinking about that but for us it was it was so much fun a couple of weeks ago to be able to come to Nashville and to see what the Lord's done and bringing you into a new facility and into a new place and kind of giving show hope that that home, home base. Right. Mm. And, uh, and we've been talking about that for a couple of years about the fact that, you know, that that was something that, you know, maybe the Lord was going to bring to be, but, um, but, but in that, in that ministry the, of bringing the church to bear in the lives of orphans, um, the, the ministry of show hope has really, has really grown. It's really flourished. It's, it's moved into a number of important areas. And so I, I would love it if maybe you could kind of extend the story by talking a little bit about, um, the the things that the Lord has has led you into, and and the ways that um, the ways that the Lord has continued to grow the ministry of Show Hope to to do that to bring the church to bear. Yeah, well, thanks, Rick. We you know we believe every child at Show Hope has the inherent God given right to be part of a loving and caring family, and so for us at Show Hope, it's really a holistic approach. 
in regard to a spectrum of care. And that the need for that is crucial to ensure that each stage of development is addressed. Really what Mary Beth and Stephen say is go deeper, not wider. Mm -hmm. And so we really try to continue to go deep with families and practically what that looks like in light of our four programmatic areas, as we mentioned earlier and where Show Hope started was our adoption aid grant work. And most people are familiar with that work, I think. Um, but we've brought home more than 8,400 children to the love and permanency of a family through that work. And how many... How many were you hoping for, Mary Beth? <laughs> <laughs> that's eight, that uh, who's doing math, but that's 8,300 more than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And 8,800 right. was the, uh, what did they call it? The, the hairy audacious, audacious goal, goal, the big hairy audacious Even that was like 100. Yeah, okay, let's just dream big, you know, when God always has. And that's God's people. Ask or imagine, right? you know, that, that yeah. He had plans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then on from that, our, our second programmatic area is our medical care grants. And you guys are familiar, but, you know, many children who have been orphaned live with mild to acute medical needs and require access to medical and therapeutic intervention. And once home within the love and permanency of a family, that can be so overwhelming for parents and for families. And so Show Hope's medical care grants financially assist families with medical expenses for their children welcomed home through adoption. And our program began a little over two years ago now. And since that time, we've seen needs such as physical and occupational therapies. We've seen vision and speech therapies, surgeries, hearing devices, treatment plans, that's just to name a few. It's been incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, as a lot of people who are probably listening, you know, you guys know that we um, exited our work from China a couple years mm -hmm. ago. And, and that was a big mm -hmm. part of another big part of what of what Show Hope did. But that was specifically kind of addressing this medical barrier. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we began dreaming and thinking and with the help of the staff and board just kind of was like, how can we just really honor that piece? Because it was such an important piece. You know, we, we try to break down the financial barrier, the medical barrier and the knowledge barrier. So this medical piece was still kind of looming in my heart and all of our hearts, because sometimes this care does fall outside of the bounds of traditional insurance right here in the in the U.S. And so it's been really fun to kind of dream and scheme. It's kind of in its still infancy form, but we're, you know, two, three years in and um, we are really excited about. Again, that going deeper, not wider, like how can we wrap our arms holistically around a family and help set them up for as much success as possible? We want people to know that we're with them from the the pre-adoption part all the way through, you know, and then continue to walk with them with the other resources that now over to you, Kristen, are going to talk about. <laughs> I will. Well, several Lifeline families have yes, recipients very, of medical care yes. grants, too, which we're just so excited to continue journeying with your families as yeah. well. It's been great. Yeah. And then third, our pre and post support adoption support work. Um, you know, the day the adoption journey doesn't end the day a child is welcomed home. And so many of these children that come home have experienced abuse and trauma and neglect. And so we really work to provide support and resources. We, we try to do that through parents and caregivers, but also even on up to professionals and to the two primary ways we do that are annual Hope for the Journey conference, which actually launches April 14th, yeah. so next Weeks. Friday, yeah. uh, but also by awarding TBRI practitioner training scholarships mm -hmm. to professionals. And so we really are looking from 
supporting parents all the way through supporting professionals that are supporting these children. And then our fourth program, our student initiatives work, which I know holds a special place in Mary Beth and Stephen's heart. But we believe that today's students are going to be tomorrow's leaders and the, they'll be the world changers. And so our student initiatives program exists to develop and mobilize student leaders who will change the lives of children, not just in the future, but even beginning today. Yeah, it's really been an uh, amazing a, a journey for me, you know, having kind of the front row seat to the to the work of Show Hope and really getting to stay involved and be involved. Um, our student initiative, like Kristen said, so near and dear to me because it started with a student, a pesky 11 year old. <laughs> but um, and I'm so grateful, so grateful for her heart and and her mind and you know Emily is just such a still a big part of mm. of helping uh occasionally with some show hope stuff but like Kristen said um you know kids are the change agents right mm. and we, we were talking on the way down in light in light of you know some of the heavy that our city Nashville has carried last mm. week in light of the the school shooting it's like it really is important that we're able to wrap our arms around students and let them know that they things that that things that need to change, things that are, you know, around adoption, around mm -hmm. critical issues. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's their hearts, mm -hmm. their minds, their things. And so we're very, very excited um, to be able to stay involved, have a sliver of involvement in, in student ministries. That looks like a pause campaign right now, which mm -hmm. is where students take a, it's a social media fast and they mm -hmm. do a Bible study that really talks about um, the work that we do and how to care well, you know, for orphans and, um, and so it's it's a it's it continues to be it it has changed over the course of years. At one point, it was the Red Bus Project. It was you know it was a rolling thrift store that went to college campuses and told the story of Show Hope. You know we had the Movement Club, and so as long as we can you know have our pulse on students, we really really believe wholeheartedly in their their hearts and minds of the future. So we're excited about that. And then as you know, twenty years ago when we were adopting, we just what we all we can all say it. We thought love was enough, right? right. We thought that. That's what, you know what, we feel called to adopt. We're going to adopt. Love's going to be enough. Love was not enough. And so the whole pre and post part that Kristen spoke to really began began as a post because we mm -hmm. really felt like we got into the adoption aid grants and we're like, oh, my gosh, what have we done? We've basically equipped people to adopt mm -hmm. and we're just like, here, have, you know, have a nice life. And it's like, oh, we need to we need to begin to. Our, you know, wrap arms around them and love them from a place of they need services now. And I've loved watching everybody at Show Hope just, you know, come up with their ideas and us brainstorm around. It needs to be pre and post because if we can help equip our families, we want them to make those decisions, but we want them to make those decisions eyes wide open when they walk into an adoption experience. Again, our partnership with Lifeline is so like minded in that. And I was telling someone earlier in the building that you guys kind of make my job a little, a little, um, I'm a little lazy when I see <laughs> Lifeline families come through for adoption aid grants only because I know they're so well equipped. And, um, and so it's an amazing, um, partnership that we have and we just, can't thank you enough for how you care for your families. It helps us care for our families and it, it just works really, really great. Well, I think, you know, one of the, it's just been fun to see the way that the ministry has changed and adapted and morphed over the years and, and those sorts of things. But I think I can, I can testify to the fact that as we have 
seen the need for change as we've seen the need to prepare families better on the front end and in pre-adoption as we've seen the need to beef up services in post-adoption generally the first phone call we make is to y'all mm-hmm. um honestly when we're when we're wrestling through and praying through something and and saying hey we we really think god would have us to do something um a, y- y'all are a great barometer for us and and i think that the thing we always know we're going to be met with is we always know we're going to be met with thoughtfulness and and we're going to be met with a, a spirit of like prayer and contemplation mm-hmm. like we've we've been and and, and so when when we kind of cast those things forth and and we hear back and and you're saying yeah we're seeing we're seeing similar things we're we're feeling similar things that's that's usually a you know kind of a full on confirmation for us to say okay this is something to lean into yeah um and i i just want to say honestly that we from the from the post adoption perspective in particular we would not be where we are today were it not for our partnership with Show Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to equip therapists and the ability to equip parent coaches and the ability to to bring on frontline personnel, the the way you've helped us to accelerate that and and to to accomplish that is um, is is truly something that we are uh, you know in, indebted and grateful to you for and uh, and it and, and hopefully. We're, we're running that relay race well yeah. and, you know, in, in carrying those things forward. But, but we, um, I'll even just yeah. to jump in on that, like 12 years ago was when this, uh, this young counselor named Whitney White and we had told her, Hey, we've got to do better pre-adoption work because pre-adoption is the key to post-adoption. Right. If we can't prepare them well, then they're not going to do well on the other end. And obviously our hairy audacious goal has always been to see these kids be world changers for Christ. And so let's bring them into a home. And we're like, we can't disciple the hearts of these kids if we've got all this trauma and this hurt right. and this pain. If, if a family can't even take care of their kids, they're never going to disciple their heart. And we get a call from Show Hope going, hey, would you like to send someone to TBRI (laughs) training? And Whitney White went in the midst of writing this pre-adoption curriculum. So even the things that you compliment us on preparing our families were unlocked by a Show Hope grant for Whitney White to be able to go to to Fort Worth. So I, I commend all of you because you have no idea just the multiplication effort. Yeah, the 8,000 plus families, but even the multiplication effort of the investment and how that's that's doing kingdom work. And I, I'd love for you all just to talk about that heartbeat for families and how you partner so well with families, too. I will. Um, I mean, you you guys can speak um, much better to the specifics, I think, um, just in the sort of you know, philosophical and, and just the, the, the idea when we started and we've kind of mentioned it, you know, of, uh, knowing that God had, you know, we all read James one twenty seven. this is God's definition of true religion, you know, care for orphans, widows. And, you know, in that process, obviously we had no idea what all of the layers of what that was going to entail. And, you know, I've thought of it, I've never really thought of it this way, but you know, we do often say, um, you know, we we thought love was going to be enough. And, you know, you realize, well, there's a lot of layers to this. Once you get in, we've joked through the years, although we were 
kind of halfway serious that early on we realized we're probably going to have to go in the witness protection program because all these families are, you know, have heard our story. I sang the song when love takes you in. We showed the video and I meet them night after night after night on tour and say, we heard you sing that song. We saw your video. It's on the way home. We're both looking at each other with tears in our eyes saying, is God telling you what he's telling me? You know, and, and we adopted and here's our picture. Here's our daughter. A sweet young lady handed me a letter. Um, just a couple of nights ago at a concert, I think I told you this, Mary Beth, but she said, this is a letter from me and she's 18. She said, but you were, my parents brought, brought me, uh, me home because of, uh, because of help from show hope. And so it was a letter in her words saying, you know, here's what my journey's been like. And, and I know you guys were a big part of it. So thank you. Um, and now I'm starting to hear that because these, a lot of these kids have grown up. But, you know, it, it, when we say it, and, and it just hit me when you said that even a minute ago, because I, I know what you mean. And we use that language. Love, you know, is not all that's that's needed, meaning that, you know, just bring him in and we'll just love the fire out of him, you know, love the fool out of him. And then there won't be any foolishness left. But, you know, obviously we have learned uh, a lot that's a whole lot deeper and and the needs that are there, um, you know, emotionally um, and and. All of that as well as medically, but it also is, it, it is the gospel through and through. And, and at the core, it really is love is enough. It's just when you look at love, love, you know, never fails. Love is patient. Love is kind. I mean, you know, first Corinthians 13, you know, it's, it's the, the depth of, of God's love for us that, you know, because that's the part I think that we've realized that, you know, because I think it, at early on we were looking at each other going, oh, you know, this is a lot m more difficult. And we didn't even know. We don't know what you don't know. We didn't know there was, you know, trauma and early childhood trauma and all the things that we've learned about and all of those needs. But God did mm -hmm. and God does because he loves us. He loves us in the mess that we are and is committed to restoring that you know, for, you know, e eternally, you know. And so that's the wonderful thing is that, you know, we can and have watched and continue to get to see that while we were sort of surprised by it and have continued to be like, okay, we got to go back and figure out what to do. It's so great to know God has not been surprised by any of it because it's the way he loves us with all the stuff that we, all the bags that we come dragging in with us. Mm. Um, you know, that he is committed to uh, a lifetime and, and, you know, of of redeeming and, you know, restoring and um, and he doesn't give up on us and and journeys through. And then we get to be invited in that together. And even that in and of itself, even in the brokenness, which is not how we would have scripted any of it, you know, is where I mean, we were talking about that at lunch. You know, it's the places where we always see God show up the most profoundly is in some of the most broken places. And um so that's all I have to say about that. Now over to you, Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I've loved, you know, being, which was show hope being, you know, having a birthday this year of, of 20 years. I have loved watching. I, I'm a, um, I, I'm married to a whimsical creative, but I, I am one who likes a kind of linear plan and, you know, I have my little checklist and stuff. And so it's been so for me, it's been really satisfying to watch. Um, we are 
almost in a second year, right? Kristen, help me of a of a second three-year strategic plan. So we finished one strategic plan and now we're into another. And, you know, and obviously we make our plans, but God directs our steps. But to see, um, I, I've been privileged, A, I, I never thought a strategic plan would work because I didn't know what I didn't know. But it's been really fascinating for me to, you know, to do the hard work, especially on a very first plan and, and then have that. And then you see kind of it become completed. But in that watching then, because Show Hope is now 20 years old, watching the staff, watching Kristen Carewell for our strategic mm-hmm. partnerships, Lifeline being one of them, the Institute at TCU being one of them and becoming more and more laser focused and like minded with, to your question, the hearts of our, of what we're called to do. Show Hope's called to do, and that's care well for these families. You know, I've I've never been one that's wanted to be a mile wide and an inch deep. I've wanted to just dig a tunnel to China, you know, just keep digging, you know. And so I think to some on the outside might look like we have a lot of things going on, but it's really strategically planned to look at the whole entire family and we're human, so we'll make mistakes. But like our intention is how it's really at the end of the day, how can we stay in great strategic partnerships who are like minded with us about the care and keeping of of parents' hearts, of children's hearts. Um, you know, I've appreciated Kristen has stayed in, you know, in really great relationship with the folks at TCU who are, are the ones that are providing, you know, these slots for us to be able to send these counselors to all of that begins to just, you know, kind of you see the fingers interlocking and it's like um i don't think we'll know until eternity and it really is god moving people it's it's not any pat on anyone's shoulder but it's like i don't think it will be until eternity when we see oh my gosh you know like you said uh, you know with your person going to tbr training we didn't know that you know that she was writing the curriculum but it's just like what is our next move let's make the phone calls and then just watching kind of god you know unfold you were talking case in point about in country adoptions and looking at how can we help children stay in their country of origin and i heard you talking to kristen flip around i'm like okay hey you need to call us come see us you know like this is one of our heartbeats as well and so you know anyways don't know if you have anything to add to that but i've really appreciated show hope the people at show hope taking you know the strategic plan and just really making it again a deeper deeper thing in a way to really and and listening to god to go is this we've made plans but god you're directing our steps and then and then watching what's unfolding in our culture and things that happen at supreme court levels and being ready to to you know to move and and respond but like letting god lead that but also making plans that we feel like are gonna are gonna love families well and as, as friends from the outside, mm-hmm. it's it's been fun to watch that. And it's yeah. been fun to see the the fruit of that planning and how God has been out in front and has accomplished things through that. And and so um, it, it's again, it's just it's remarkable. I think in times when when we see the things that that God's laid on on your hearts collectively and how much that resonates with things that that God's laid on our hearts 
And, uh, and, and, you know, this, this kind of domestic adoption thing mm-hmm. in country adoption thing that we've been talking about, that's one of those, that's one of those, for instances where it's been brewing here and we picked up the phone and said, Hey, we're, you know, like we're beginning to see this and we're beginning to work in it. What, what do you guys think? And it was like, well, we've actually been mm-hmm. praying about this and mm-hmm. we've been, you know, we've been pressing into some things to see how we might serve. And th- those are, those are just very, very neat moments. And I think even to both of your points about, you know, uh, when you're really caring for children and families, it's it's messy. Mm-hmm. And when you want to be holistic, it's not that it's going wide, it's going deep. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at our ministries and go, oh, you're doing so much. It's like, no, we're trying to be holistic <laughs> in a really small space to ultimately bring the glory of God to bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what we're looking for is to bring the glory to God to bear. And when we're doing that, you can't just look at a struggling family who is adopted and go, eh, you know, y'all just, just figure it out. Yeah, right? right. You want to come alongside and say, we want the glory of God to come to bear. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm grateful too, because we know we serve the same God, mm-hmm. bringing the same heartbeats mm-hmm. in us at the same time. And he's bringing other believers to bear in this space. You know, he, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He holds the, the king's heart like streams of water uh, in his hands. He's going to bring his people together around these issues too. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen, I know on the other side of row, one of the big discussions, and we were even talking about this a little bit earlier, is the cost of adoption. And so, you know, so many people want to adopt, but yet the cost, even even for organizations like Lifeline that try to keep it low, it's still a lot. Um, it's kind of like higher education. There's those groups that try to keep it low, but it's a lot of money and people need help. And mm-hmm. how how are you all positioning yourself still, especially in this post-row world, to really help families financially? Yeah. Well, certainly, you know, I would... I would encourage families, if God's really laid that on your heart, he's going to provide. Mm-hmm. And and we don't say that, you know, without something to back it up, you know, out of the air, he, truly. And certainly, Show Hope, we are well positioned to continue helping families for honestly years to come. And so Show Hope Adoption Aid Grants, certainly one way. Apply, check out our website, um, check it out. But also to know that there's a lot of other great resources and organizations out there that can help and and you don't have to just be, you know, partnered with one of them. And you guys know that because I know you, we work with a lot of the same organizations. And so we actually have a website, howtoadopt.org, that really guides you through all things adoption. But one of the areas and one of the things you can find on that website is just really where other financial resources are available. And just, you know, just some examples, there's matching grants. There's great organizations. Lifesong um, does matching grants. There's other organizations do that do that interest-free interest-free loans. Not everyone realizes that that's out there and an option. Fundraising support. There's a great organization in Nashville. I'm sure there's others, but both hands that help families raise money. Um, there may be adoption tax credits for families depending on where they live. And so, really encouraging people. You know, I really drive you to howtoadopt.org and to check out those resources. But also to remember, particularly, you know, as Show Hope also gives medical care grants that. That many families may think, even if right. I could do this piece, right. could I continue? But to know that there's help even after that to continue to support families. And so I would I would simply say to families, don't let the cost be an issue if God's calling you to adopt. And we've seen 8,400 stories of yes. the crazy things that God does when you least expect it. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, just write these stories for these families. And, you know, we've had the privilege of being able to tell we we have great storytellers at Show Hope that put these amazing stories together. And there is most certainly always miracles that happen. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with Kristen that it just don't be afraid because God will will make a way. Yeah. Well, so we've talked a lot during our time about things that Show Hope has done or is doing to help lots of folks, lifeline, families, therapists, all kinds of people. But the question I think that begs for us is, how can we help Show Hope? Um, how can folks that are a part of the Lifeline family that maybe even folks that have been impacted and, and, and blessed by the ministry of Show Hope, what are, what are some appropriate ways that we can come alongside and join arms with you and lock arms with you as you continue to pursue God's mission for, for Show Hope? Well, I'll go, I'll go first. I mean, this is not, it's not trite when I say we really, really could use um, anybody that has show hope laid on their heart or mind. Usually probably you should stop and pray, you know, just we really um, take that seriously that um, when we are roaming in the fields of the fatherless, there is an enemy roaming around as well um, and wants to thwart any, any good and precious you know, plan. And so we would just really covet your prayers over show hope over our leadership for wisdom, for our board to have wisdom, for our leaders, Kristen and the the leaders back at show hope to have wisdom for Stephen to have stamina, even in his tour, he brings a story of show hope night after night. So first and foremost, prayer. Um, there's obviously definitely ways that you guys can go on the website and, and give if you if you feel so called to, to give to the ministry of show hope um, or get involved. And again, we you know, we are a nonprofit, so we have to raise money, but we also want to give money. So if you are an adoptive family and have yeah. um, a medical need for your child, we have that resource there. And so that in our adoption aid grant, if you are feeling called to adopt, apply for a grant. If you have some extra zeros that you're just looking to, you know, you just need something to do, you can just go to the giving component at Show Hope. And that's a, another beautiful way you can give. But but really just, you know, tell tell your your friends and families that there are resources to we want to meet those needs. We long to meet those needs. We love um, if you're in the Nashville or Franklin area, come by and see us and say hello. We love meeting our families. Um, Stephen has the best job at all because we have so many people that work so hard to our staff, I wish they could all be here. Um, they they work really, Kristen leads them so well. And Stephen is the benefit of meeting these families night after night uh, at these concerts. And he brings me the letters and the pictures and the stacks of, you know, cards and just people so grateful for the work. And um, it's really just kind of a, a little wink from God to go, you know, just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And you know, but we really do covet the just the support and the and the prayer, the prayers for sure. Yeah. Amen. And nothing <laughs> to add to that except uh, amen. Very well. Well said. And, and the staff true. likes donuts, if you want. No, we'll get inundated <laughs> with donuts. Yeah. Okay, right. we're going there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ice cream's good. Yes, I knew he was going to say ice cream. <laughs> 
Well, I would just encourage any family that's listening. Maybe you've received a Show Hope grant in the past. You know, just like we see when the early church is being formed in Acts 2 and Acts 4, it said that they gave so that there was no need. And I would just even, if you've been a recipient of a Show Hope grant, maybe consider paying that grant back so that another family could be helped. Maybe the Lord's got you in a position now where you can give that grant back so someone else can get it. Or maybe just like you thought 100, maybe somebody can do exponentially more than they did. Let's let's give so that ultimately others can give this gift of life to more children, as well as the gift of life to kids that need uh, medical help. And, you know, I think I would be remiss, Dr. Rick, if we didn't just close this podcast and praying for our brothers and sisters and this ministry of Show Hope. So let's pray. Oh, Father God, you are good and you are gracious. And Lord, I thank you for putting a vision and a calling on 11-year-old's heart in 1997. Lord, who would have known the the fruit that would have come from a trip to Haiti in 1997. But Lord, we're so grateful that you're a God that tells our stories and writes our stories and that we're not the one who has to do that. And Lord, I thank you for the way that you put in the heart of a wife who had to send her husband out on tour to help support others, to be able to experience the miracle of adoption that their family had experienced. And Lord, I'm thank you for the vision that, that started to birth in 2003 and really grew and took root of, of show hope that would help so many families, 8,400 families experience the joy and the pain and the heartache, but ultimately as well, just the, the, the faithfulness to follow you through adoption. Lord, I thank you for the ways that Show Hope has grown and, and matured and blossomed. I thank you for the way that they are continuing to show hope to so many people. Lord, I pray for Kristen as she leads mm -hmm. this team each and every day. I pray you give her strength. I pray you give her wisdom. I pray you give her fresh vision. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I just pray you give her stamina. God, thank you for her and for bringing her at such a time as this to lead such an awesome ministry. I thank you for, for Emily Chapman, who set a groundwork before her. Emily Chapman Richards, I thank you for that groundwork that she set for Kristen to be able to stand on and go forward on. And I thank you for just all the pieces, all the leadership that's been there. And God, I thank you for just the way you continue to bring the right one at the right time. And Lord, for the precious saints before us, uh, Mary Beth and Stephen Curtis Chapman, I thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for their transparency. And ultimately, Lord, I thank you for them stewarding well the gifts that you've given them. And Father, I pray that you would continue to encourage them. I pray you continue to uplift them. And Lord, I pray you would continue to use them and you show hope in the lives of so many. Mm -hmm. Lord, thank you for Jesus, the author, the perfecter, and the finisher of our faith. For Lord, without you, none of us could stand. And Lord, we ask this in your precious name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.